Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. Humor is an essential aspect of workplace culture that can have a significant impact on employee morale and job satisfaction. A positive and lighthearted workplace can improve communication, collaboration, and productivity. And these aspects are foundational to a positive company culture. Without it, it can be challenging for workers to find comfort and happiness at their workplaces. So when it comes to humor, it's important to find ways to effectively capitalize upon it. Enter my guest, Mickalee Byerman, keynote speaker, award-winning author, a.k.a. the writer chick and humor strategist, which is not an oxymoron because when she works with you, she'll put a sparkle into your marketing, unleash your creativity so you make more money, and help you tap into your genuinely delightful business self. Welcome. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So, Mickley, everyone can appreciate how good it feels to let a deep belly laugh take over. And yet, we tend to laugh less and less as we age. Indeed. In fact, they call it the humor cliff. So the average four-year-old laughs 300 times a day. The average 40-year-old, it takes two and a half months for us to get to that. So imagine the difference there. And when you see children, there's this natural spark and joy in them. And our laughter, there's a Gallup poll of 166 countries, um, 1.6 million people, and they basically ask the question, did you laugh or smile yesterday? And we stop laughing and smiling at about the age of 23. So there's the humor cliff. And guess what else happens when we're about 23 years old? We enter the workforce, right? Yes. (laughs) We graduate school. No, and it should be. That's the whole premise here. But, you know, we stop laughing at about 23, and then we start laughing. The humor cliff, we actually start climbing back up at about the age of, oh, I don't know, it's, you know, 60s to 70s. And of course, that's when we hit retirement age. So there's this giant chasm between these, you know, peaks. And my goal is. You know, we don't, we're not two different people. We don't have this, you know, laughter, wonderful, happy person that we are on the weekends. And then we're the work person who's dull and lacks sparkle. We need to integrate those two people and bring that person to work. And I mean, obviously, science is behind this. There's a whole host of these amazing results when you have laughter and joy at work. But we need to intentionally do this. We need to intentionally weave it in. Well, let's let's talk about that because, you know, humor in the workplace. I mean, there's some humor that could get you fired and then there's good positive humor. So talk about when you're working with an organization, you obviously must sit around and listen. How are people responding? So what is it that you help people understand about the humor and what's appropriate? Well, and I talk about it's humor and humanity that I try to weave in. And of course, there's an irony there. We're all humans, right? We are these people. So why do we not bring our humanity into the workplace? But that's what I find. So 
I'm not asking people to become Jerry Springfield overnight. Like this is not um, some, you know, overnight you're going to become a stand-up comedian and just like deliver one-liners all the time. That's not the goal here. And you're right. This is something that can get you in trouble if used in an incorrect way. But what I do want people to do and what I do when I consult with companies is we identify little moments of joy that you can bring in to your workplace. So whether that means you've got a Slack channel and it's all business, there's a, you know just nothing but all the, the folders and it's all business focused. Can you have one that's sort of what I call a water cooler? You know, when we're in proximity of each other, we talk around the water cooler, we talk about our weekends, we talk about football games or, you know, what brings us joy. We need something like that in a Slack channel every once in a while. So if you see a funny meme or you see a joke that's work appropriate, that's the place in a Slack channel in the water cooler, you know, for that kind of chat. Or if you're having a meeting, you know, you have a regular meeting on a weekly basis and it's a dull two-hour status meeting, can you begin that meeting with something that's a little bit, I don't know, it, it's just a, yes, it's an icebreaker and we all hate that and that becomes like some horrible world word. But is there a moment where you can say, let's do something a little bit different? So right now I'm going to give everyone the, the cue. You know, you're going to think about who did you go to the prom with, you know, when you were in high school? And are you still in touch with that person? And what do they do now? And we're just going to go around the table and share something like that. So it's not really putting ourselves on the spot. It's not really about laughing, but you'll find that those little moments where we're bringing our culture together and sharing little pieces of our past, those are the type of things we remember. And those are the things that bond us better. And those are the things that start a meeting where it's not just dull and slogging through the day. So let's talk about some of the benefits of bringing humor into the workplace. So not just as the company culture, but me as the individual, the human side of this. What, what's it going to do for me? It's going to do a lot for you, first of all. I mean, you're going to, I, I would argue, we, don't, we can't bifurcate our lives. And that same study, the Gallup poll, was showing that on the weekends, we laugh and smile all the time. It's just the weekdays that we don't. So if you can bring both parts of yourselves into your workplace, you're going to want to be there. We don't have those Sunday doldrums where we're looking at the day going, oh, geez, we have to work tomorrow. It's going to be a consistent level of happiness and joy that you bring on a daily basis. So you'll want to be at work. You're more engaged at work. Science shows that people who have humor and levity at work are more creative. They're better at problem solving. So even the things that are challenging to you are going to become much more easy if you are able to bring your whole self into your workplace. It doesn't feel like this big, you know, disconnect between who you are in life and who you are at work because you're able to weave both pieces together and you feel whole that way. So it doesn't, it, it, you know, it's, it's not rocket science. This actually is just leaning into what makes us human. And I think especially in this digital age where we have AI this and digital that, this is the unique value proposition for us, right? Our humanity is what we should be leaning into more than ever. Because guess what? Chat GPT cannot, for the life of it, come up with a really creative, funny joke on its own that's going to make us all like belly laugh. Yeah, maybe it might be hit and miss. And maybe at some point it'll do that when it's trained enough. But this is what we bring to the table on a daily basis. Our humanity is what makes us special. So we need to be leaning into that so that we can, you know, have better work lives. Well, and, and obviously science is backing up the fact that it reduces stress mm -hmm. and you're just more lighthearted. And I have found in my 
uh, work lifetime when I'm massively stressed or things just don't make sense, I always try to find the the sense of humor in the learning lesson, right? Maybe not right in the moment, but certainly after where I can say, you know what, I'm going to be able to laugh about this pretty soon, right? That's so true. And honestly, think about the people who go through and withstand tragedy. Most of the time, those people are able to look at things as they, you know, in the rearview mirror and go, that actually, there were some moments of levity there because that's that's what we have to do to get through, right? And honestly, I mean, if you even look at, there was a Norwegian study for 15 years, they studied this group of, of Norwegian people. And the people who had the better senses of humor lived longer. They had a 73% reduced chance of, of dying from uh, disease. So it literally can save your life to be, you know, to bring this humor and levity into your workplace. It's not not just because it feels good. It actually is good for your soul, too, and your, and your life. Well, and one of the things I know is that humor, you can, you can train yourself in humor, right? It, it's not you don't have to be naturally funny. I consider myself a quick wit. Mm-hmm. I pick up on things really fast. But there's a lot of people that would kind of struggle with that. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you work with teams in order to ensure, you know, everyone's voice is heard? Well, and yes, that's a great point because we all have a different humor style. I'm much more sort of uh, dry, I think you would call it. You know, you may be very witty, quick-witted. Um, we all have a style that we bring to the table. There are some people who just don't feel like they have any humor, and that's fine. You know, there we all know that person who could be just very dry, but you also know that that person can come up with the best one-liner sometimes. So it really is just leaning into whatever makes you happy and where, however, that happens. And you don't want it; to, you have to be authentic. We again, I'm not going to teach you how to be super sarcastic, and you're not going to teach me how to be just very bright and cheery. You know, it's it's a different thing. So you identify your humor style. You lean into that as much as you can. And again, if you're not the person, that there's ways around that too. We've all seen leaders who just aren't joyful and exuberant. That's totally fine. What I recommend for those types of leaders is find a humor advocate on your team. You know, there's somebody on your team who is the funny person, who does kind of bring sparkle to the workplace. Make that person the person who does the things that make people happy. You know, that's totally fine. We have to do what's authentically good for us, you know, and I'm not going to ask anybody to do something that's not good for them and doesn't feel authentic because that's the antithesis of what we're trying to do here. That's anti-humanity to Absolutely. Me. I can remember when I was in my 20s, I worked for a guy that – his sister and I worked in the same office, and I had her laughing all the time. And he came out to me, and he said, there is no laughing allowed in this office. Oh. And after what I said to him, I had to go pick up my final check. Oh, oh I thought maybe you were going to say he was being facetious, but no. No, he was serious, and he only came up to my chest. So I'm looking down at him going, and I won't repeat what I said to him. But anyway, so yeah, I, I'm a huge advocate for humor and laughter in the workplace. Always have been. Absolutely. So, so Mickley, if somebody wants to get a hold of you to find out how to tap into your humor strategy, the services that you offer, where would you like them to go? So my website is MickleyBeyerman.com, but because 
because nobody knows how to spell Mickley Byerman, it's a weird name. Um, I also own the URL pricklyfireman.com because those two rhyme. So you can go to pricklyfireman.com or if you're creative, you can find my my name. It's out there. Awesome. <laughs> It'll, of course, be posted on our stuff, too. So we have to go to break. We come back. Uh, we're going to continue on talking about the importance of humor in the workplace. While the kids are being cared for at Early Head Start, parents are able to maintain a job, go back to school, do whatever they need to do to support their family. Hi, my name is Miss Camilla. I work for Early Head Start. I am in the baby room. I absolutely love it. I love working with the babies. They are newborns to one-year-olds, and it's just very, very heartwarming. If you want a great job and love kids, come see us at Head Start and Early Head Start. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over two decades, we have taught thousands of business owners, real estate investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate, and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 775-786-5515 to set up a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill if you want to experience peace of mind today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. Natakwa. Natakwa News, the original, entertaining, informative, and historic publication. Natakwa News is a community newspaper with good news, history, travel, and fun. Natakwa. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. Teams that grin together, win together. Humor is one of the most underappreciated assets at work and the absolute secret weapon for building bonds and power, creativity, and resilience. People can be funny in a variety of ways. Some people are great at incorporating humor into presentations, and some are witty conversationalists. Some folks are slack emoji savants, while others are good storytellers and clever emailers. And if you don't feel that you're particularly funny yourself, you can add levity to your work life just by enjoying and appreciating other people's humor. Mickley Byerman is a speaker and humor strategist who uses humor to help business leaders create happier, healthier, and more productive places to work. Her goal is that you adopt positivity so you can laugh your way to the bank. Her phone number is 775-688-9435, or please visit her website at M-I-K-A-L-E-E-B-Y-E-R-M-A-N.com. So, Mickley, we were talking about, um, you know, people respond differently. Certainly, this is all related to how you communicate. And so one of the things that you share with people, it isn't just about be funny in the board meeting or anything. It could be through email, your marketing. Let's talk about how you help companies, um, you know, gain an edge through humor. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, this is highly individual. Um, what I ask people to do, I actually I talk about it's, it's as easy as one, two, three, four. OK, so the one is one time a week. I want you to reconnect with someone from your past. And that just 
invites people who brought you joy in the past. And of course, it has to be someone you actually liked. Don't don't reconnect with someone you don't. Um, but you, it, it brings that levity back and it makes you remember your mentors, maybe a, a teacher from high school that you're connected with on social media, someone just reach out. And that starts a conversation that brings you back to happier, more pleasant, wonderful times. So once a week, reconnect with someone from your past. Two times a day, two, here's our number two, give someone a compliment and make it authentic and bring someone else some joy because that's part of bringing humor and levity into your own life. It's bringing it into others as well. So we all know how we feel if we're at Starbucks and someone says, oh my God, I love your hair. That just makes you feel so much better, especially if you're having a bad day. So just try to find someone to give a compliment or praise to two times a day. It's that easy. And especially in a workplace setting, if you can find something and don't make it just some general, you guys did great on this project, identify, Cheryl, you did an amazing job on this report in this specific section. I'm very proud of you. You've advanced so much. That's the type of praise I'm talking about. Three times a day. Identify what you're grateful for. And I actually do this with my daughter every single day. We start our day this way. I make a list. I've got a running list on my laptop of the three things she's grateful for every day and the three things I'm grateful for every day. And what that does is it rewires your brain towards looking for the things that bring you joy and gratitude. And that's how, again, you mentioned positivity. It is actually positive psychology. There's a whole arm of psychology that goes into this and shows the benefits of this. And then the number four is four times a day, look around you and identify the things that make you laugh or smile. And it's that simple. That's humor. And that's the thing. You know, people think it's some big obstacle or big challenge. And literally, humor is finding the things around you, sharing it with someone else and finding commonality in that yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, a perfect example is, you know, it just daylight savings just ended. We're all, last night, I looked at the clock thinking it was bedtime for my daughter who's 10 and it was six o'clock, like literally. And it was just one of those moments of, I'll bet everyone else is feeling this exact same thing. So when you identify those four things a day and just look around you, identify things that bring you happiness or joy or make you kind of snicker and kind of write those down for a little bit. It makes you aware of what your humor style is. It brings you, you know, again, it connects you to that joy. And it just makes you open your eyes a little bit more and look for those things as opposed to just going about our daily lives. Absolutely. And if you struggle, get a far side calendar. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Perfect. I, I know that dates us, but you're absolutely right. That is that is pure joy right there. Absolutely. So, so let's talk about, you know, in, in communication as well. So like as a business owner and I'm writing emails to my clients and customers or letters or I'm putting out some marketing materials without trying to, you know, bring my whole sense of humor into it, how do I just add a little levity into a byline or something? Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, the, the beautiful part is, again, there's science to back all of this, and they've actually done studies. If you have one funny line on a bio on your website, for example, people actually think it, if they are like doing studies of you and they're, they're giving assessments, they think you're more attractive because you've got the one funny line. So that's the kind of power bringing humor into something like a bio would have. But then we also have opportunities every day. You're, you're mentioning email. We email people every single day. So instead of just your 
warm regards, you know, make your your little sign off something a little quirky, you know, you have an opportunity there, your subject line, you've got an opportunity to bring some joy into people. I mean, isn't it better when you've got a quirky subject line so that you don't file it away and lose it anyhow. So it's things like that that we can do. You know, again, you mentioned, we mentioned Slack, that's an opportunity right there. Every single touch point we have with people is a chance for us to show our humanity. And we know corporate culture, we know jargon, we know corporate speak. I'm inviting people to to do away with that as much as possible. We find in marketing terms that if you write an annual report that actually incorporates some humor into it, it has far better readership. People are actually looking at it as opposed to, you know, just just turning the page and assuming it's just another piece of, you know, corporate speak. So, you know, that's again another opportunity or social media is another perfect one. And again, I would invite people, companies, if you're doing social media, find the person who actually writes like a human, as opposed to writing in your corporate speak, because nobody else wants to read that. You know, social media is inherently social. So bring the person who talks like, writes like they speak to do the social media posting and to find things, especially if you've got an industry, for example, you're a CPA, you know, it's a very corporate jargony world, right? So find the little person who can find the memes and bring that kind of experience to the masses. Awesome. So, Mickley, you are a professional speaker. You speak. That's how I bumped into you. I was at a Rotary event. <laughs> yeah. and you were speaking. So how else do you help organizations? So people hire you to mm-hmm. come in as a consultant. Yes. So talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what you can do for me as an organization. So many different things. Um, obviously, I do the keynote speaking so I can talk to groups about this so that people start thinking in if you're all belong to the same organization about this and applying it to their own businesses. Um, I also do one-on-one coaching and consulting. So let's say you're a leader trying to move up in the ranks and you know that this is something that's holding your back, you back. Maybe you've got a, a culture that just doesn't feel right right now. I think we're all going through a little bit of this post-COVID. We're trying to find our footing again. So I can come in and do one-on-one coaching and try to you know identify opportunities for that humor to be kind of woven into your culture. Um, And I also do marketing consulting. So again, if you need some social media help, you need somebody to identify, you know, something that might be a little bit funny or, you know, just to to look at an editorial calendar, for example, and say, this is how we can weave in some more humanity into your posts. That's also something I can do. And, you know, the writing itself, you know, if you've got the annual report that needs a little shine to it, that's another way I can help. So people can reach you by... Uh, certainly reach out to me at my website, micklebyerman.com or pricklyfireman.com. Um, and I'm super active on social media, too. So you can find me. I'm out there. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So what, what would you like to say as a final to our listeners about the importance of humor or levity? It is actually how we wire our brains. You know, we have to look for the joy and the happiness in given moments. We are at work at least eight hours a day, and that's probably a severe understatement for most of us, right? This is our life. So if you can integrate the two sides of yourself, if you can bring the joy and levity that you experience with your children on the weekend or doing your favorite activities, and of course, you have to work. We all have to work. But if you bring just those little opportunities for humor into your work life, 
you'll make yourself so much more willing to be there, more creative. Leaders are seen as 27% more dynamic and charismatic when they have a sense of humor that they bring to the table. So there's so many benefits. I I think it is a no-brainer and that, of course, I'm talking myself out of a job because well, everyone can do it, <laughs> but that's actually the goal, right? Like I want everyone to take this message and to think what are just some opportunities for me to identify little slivers, little lights and bring those to my workplace. And again, that one, two, three, four activity, I think is a perfect thing to do on a daily basis just to kind of oil, you know, the system a little bit, just grease the wheels and get you thinking in joyful, happy grateful terms. We can all use that. Absolutely. And one of my favorite things when I'm at work and I'm in my office and I hear laughter down the hallway, it just adds so much into the culture of our organization. We're having a good time and it really makes all the difference. These are the people that you work with. They are your friends. And the the more uh, lighthearted or levity that you can bring to the table, certainly you're going to attract people to you. Absolutely. And again, though, we need to look for that intentionality, right? You have to bring it into and integrate it into your workplace. It doesn't just happen organically all the time. We do, we've seen cultures that just are dull. You know, we've seen the, the rows and rows of cubicles and the cubicle farm image we need, even in those situations, to identify little moments to bring that levity and joy into our workplaces so that we can all feel that connection because it really does joy. It just binds us together as a, as a team, for sure. All right. Well, I want to thank Mickley Byerman for joining me today. So it's glad you were here. pleasure. Thank you so much. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show, where business, but today, humor has been amplified. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. And tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show. This is Peter from Nevada Real Estate Radio. We're here to help you achieve success. The Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursdays, 3 p.m. on 93.7 FM. Nevada Real Estate Radio.